Welcome to the Crossroad Off-Road, Minnesota's premier and only off-road podcast, brought to you by Motors and More Jeeps in Brainerd, Minnesota. Hey gang, welcome back to the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast. Today I have a special guest, his name is Thomas and his wife Courtney, and they are starting a new YouTube channel. So I was pretty excited to kind of discover that somebody else was jumping on, um, getting on, you know, the content creation in the area. So I really want my the listeners here to, to support this channel, uh, this YouTube channel. You're going to hear all about it here coming up. Olex Adventures, it's called, is their channel. So We'll be talking to Courtney and Thomas here in just a moment. Uh, today is a beautiful day. It is October 7th, I believe, today. I don't even know anymore. It's been such a long day. A lot of work today. October 7th, beautiful day. Uh, got the top and the doors off on the Jeep. Uh, took off, went for uh, a run up on the up on the ski hill again. Uh, but I had to go out there. It's a 70-some degree day. The next couple days look nice. So I'm going to encourage you guys to do the same thing. Because before you know it, snow is going to be flying and a different type of fun, but that fall weather, beautiful trees uh, changing, leaves are changing, beautiful weather. I encourage you guys to get out there and, and do the same thing. Enjoy the great outdoors that we have going on right now. Fall is my favorite time of year. I wish it was fall every month, to be honest with you. I could handle 10 months of fall, a month of winter, and a nice month of summer, and I'd be happy about that, to be honest with you. That would be my jam right there. Uh, so yeah, so without uh, screwing around much more, I don't have much more going on in my own vehicles. Just waiting for things to change a little bit around here. Uh, I am on the lookout for something for my son, so he might be hearing about that pretty quick here. Uh, a little cheap adventure machine for him, uh, which also means I have to drive my truck back on a daily basis. Instead of him taking my pickup, he can have his own little little whip. So working on that right now. Uh, I'm not gonna be too excited till I actually get it because you know gotta gotta find the right thing. But uh, without uh, without uh, stalling too much longer, uh, here's Thomas and Courtney and uh, a little bit about their adventure in their channel. All right, welcome back to the Crossroad Offroad Podcast. This is Mitch, and I'm here with my buddy Thomas. Thomas, welcome to the show. And you welcome. also and you also have Courtney here, right? Yeah, my wife Courtney. Hi. Awesome. So why I brought these guys on, I probably talked about already on the little intro piece, but they are new local Jeep YouTubers. And uh, you guys are from, which part of Wisconsin are you guys from? We're uh, uh, the very western side. We're, if you know where Hudson is, just across the St. Croix River. So okay. pretty much the, you know, east metro, they call us here. Oh, okay. I thought you were a little further north. So I'm glad you're right there. Oh. I know where that's at. Just I across. Went, I went over near Hudson. One time I had to go to my buddy Wade needed a different council for his Jeep because he was taken okay. out. He wanted to put a sub in and he had a Jeep that doesn't have a sub. So one day I had nothing to do. I'm like, literally I have nothing to do. I'll go to this boneyard. So I went to this boneyard right on the river and got yep. his part. And then I went to Hudson to buy beer because they nice. had spotted cow. <laughs> <laughs> so like I went by and then I get home. My wife goes, why'd you only buy two cases? I'm like, oh, I didn't want to look like a weirdo at 9 a.m. by eight cases of beer, but I just bought two. You were in Wisconsin. You would have never looked like a weirdo. Yeah, you actually looked weird leaving with only two cases of beer. Oh, I should have bought more. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, what they're doing, what Thomas and Courtney are doing, is something I want to do. I don't know if you guys remember from the, one of the first episodes. My goal was to do a YouTube channel because I consume a lot of YouTube because it's what I want to watch is Jeep shows. I got their show on right now. And, uh, and I was really racking my brain how to do it. And then one time I was listening to a podcast from you know Jeep and Southern Styles. Let's do a podcast. I'm like, well, these guys are just talking about stuff that they're doing. So I switched my mindset to doing podcasts, but I'm really glad that there's somebody else taking the time to do the YouTube piece and getting on the trails. So I'm glad you guys are doing it. So tell us a little about your channel. Uh, you know, our channel, I think it, it really just originated from us uh, just being adventurous. We try to get out as much as possible. It's just us. Um, recently got the Jeeps and we're like, you know what, this is cool. And I think people like watching it. There's nothing like you mentioned going around, you know, going on around this area for that kind of uh, entertainment. So we're like, you know what, for us, we'll do it just to record our adventures and then hopefully some people can join along and maybe get motivated to do it themselves. I mean, yeah. I think the truth is that my iCloud was getting full <laughs> and I needed to delete some videos. 
and I've made so much like self content that I go back and revisit that I wanted to like use YouTube space as my storage. So I started making videos so I could offload that, not have to pay the extra money for the, the iCloud. And basically I'm using YouTube for storage and you get to like occasionally maybe get a laugh or some enjoyment out of our shenanigans. <laughs> oh, I, get, I do get a kick out. You know, Courtney, Thomas, and I have been talking for about a half hour before I actually started recording. And uh, what got me was when they went to Lower Money Talks and they did that, like, they had the same reaction I did. Like, oh, no, what did we get ourselves into? And that was, like, 10 minutes in. And, like, two hours later, we're still on. I'm still on it going, like, oh, my God. But I came to the conclusion when Thomas and I were texting back and forth, like, I saw you guys right before we were going to go into money to Lower Money Talks. I saw your Jeep sitting there. Uh, you guys were by the little rock hole, kind of hundred yards from the entrance. So you guys either just went in there or just came out of there or uh, just we were just coming out, I believe, when you guys went in. Yeah, it was the same day, crazy enough. We were both yeah. there. Because I remember seeing the you have the Wrangler script on your LJ. Yeah. And I'm like, oh that's kind of cool because I did my own script for my podcast on mine that yep. it's in the you know in the Rubicon kind of script. It's like, oh that's a cool way to do it too. And as I was driving away, I saw LJ. Every time I see an LJ, I'm like LJ. Because I'm yeah. kicking myself for not having the room that you guys have in the back. <laughs> so. Yeah, we, we enjoy it uh, with the dogs. Uh, they come; they're our Jeep and partners, so we definitely have room for gear in the dogs. It's nice. Well, let's, now that we're talking about your Jeep a little bit, fill us in on what you got. Well, so we have a 2005. It's a Jeep LJ, so it's the extended TJ or the uh, TJ Unlimited, and uh, six-speed manual. Uh, Courtney loves driving that. She's just uh, just learned how to drive the manual and is driving that now uh, on these trails and doing a dang good job at it. Um, so, you know, I actually, I it's actually our second Jeep. I bought that one after Courtney got the first Jeep in our family. Oh, so yeah. she actually drives 2018. She's got a jail. So, <laughs> Uh, she's got a JL we bought. It's a sport. It's got the uh, two liter turbo in it and uh, it's an unlimited as well. But that one we took from a sport and I'm pretty handy. I, I have an aviation uh, uh, maintenance background. And so we took that, bought some parts from another local guy that ripped them all off his Rubicon uh, same year. And we put them all onto her sport. So she's driving around a sport that looks like a Rubicon. <laughs> so you're the wrench in the group. I, I am. I, so I, I do all the, all my own wrenching. I bought the LJ with, uh, most everything done to it though. So that had 35s on it when I bought it. It's got, I believe it's a four inch lift. Um, you know, and I'm doing a couple things to it here and there just to, just to make it a little more stout, uh, I'm doing just uh, a steering upgrade, taking the ZJ uh, Grand Cherokee steering and putting it on there. We did that. And, <laughs> yep. Uh, I just thought it was, you know, a nice economical way to do it. Um, and then I've been hemming and hawing. You know, you could there. You the list is endless of things you can do. It's got a 44 rear with limited slip. It's got a 30 front. It's open. I've been getting more feedback that people like seeing me drive it over things without all the extra mods. They feel like it's a little more refreshing not seeing a giant rock crawler or something fully built that, you know, no one, you know, is really driving around and driving over stuff. So we're, we're just, we're kind of him and on, but we might just keep it stock and see what we can drive over. Well, it's not quite stock. It's, I call no. it, we were texting, it's called improved stock. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah. definitely need tires and some ground clearance for sure. Yeah. So my my our little group we said, okay, how crazy are we gonna get? Because you can spend money real fast doing these things. And you talked about thirty threes and maybe lockers, and all my friends have thirty threes, and I already mm -hmm. have you know like I said everything sitting there. Uh, but I think I might go thirty fives because I just you want a little bragging a little bit, you know. <laughs> oh, thirty five is an awesome size. You know, I see all these people going thirty seven and forty now, and I just think it's. I mean. It's almost like cheating, I feel like. Don't, don't rip on 37s and 40s. I, I, I'd have them if I could, I suppose. That's exactly right. I just, you know I what just... he's good at doing? Rationalizing. <laughs> he can rationalize all day long how to spend all the money, and then he'll rationalize all day long as to why not to spend the money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, 
I have a hard, I have a brother who has a hard time pulling money out of his wallet <laughs> so for things. He listens to the podcast, so he knows that, but he, he also has two Jeeps. So, uh, it's a quick way to go broke, I think, but you got to really like, okay, what should I really do? Yeah. Uh, but also when I talked to this about my, my friend, uh, Chad, who runs Zeus off road, uh, he said, if you keep it smaller, the tires smaller, there's more challenging things to do. Cause if you go into a trail with tractor tires on, uh, yeah. nothing's challenging. You just walk right. Right through it. But if you yeah. go in there with 33s or 35s or, or in open diffs and he goes, if he, cause he's going to do my locker sooner or later is, uh, try with open discs first and then maybe try the front locker and then maybe try the rear locker, you know, then challenge yourself a bit more. And, yeah. um, and I was, I think that's the way to go too. So that's, I'm just a fine because you can spend a lot of money real fast. Cause if you went to, if you go to 37s, then you need a Dana 40 and a 44 in front end. Yeah. If you go to forties, you're probably gonna want to go to tons. <laughs> so, exactly. so it all, and it is, yeah. It's just how much money do you really want to spend on it all? You know, so. But I like I your Jeep. So, and I, I love the fact you have a manual. Uh, you're the yeah. second LJ person I had on. Cause I had another gal on, I forget her name already, but she was about five episodes ago. She got her first, vehicle she bought for herself is a jeep lj rubicon with a manual i'm like that's a great first vehicle <laughs> so yeah. she's like yeah. 20 years old has this awesome jeep that's like pretty rare i'm like that's like a, a unicorn right there yeah, yeah. So that's what people keep telling me i'm like oh, it's hilarious isn't that funny when they don't even know what they're driving around all the jeep people are just staring at that thing when it drives by every <laughs> time i see the lg i'm like dang it should have got that but I love my Jeep. I'm never going to sell it. Uh, that's another thing. If you end up selling it, you're going to kick yourself the next five years. Every time I talk to somebody who sells a Jeep, they're like, should have kept that YJ. And it's almost always a YJ. Like, oh, why did I get rid of that YJ? And I saw, I saw a mint YJ the other day when I was going to play disc golf, and the guy was playing disc golf too because I, I was way up on top of the hill. I see the guy leaving. I'm like, ah, oh, I should have left the card on his YJ because it's like, I want to talk to that. It was mint. It was like a great YJ. So if you're listening, buddy, reach out. Yeah, for <laughs> but, sure. So back to your, your Jeep, we get keep on getting off. How'd you yeah. get into the off-roading thing? How'd you get into the off-road world? Well, um, you know what? I think it all started actually, Courtney, before this uh, Wrangler had a 2014 Grand Cherokee. And I forget the, the moniker of that one, but she had an Eco Diesel. We used it to tow our small scam. Oh, WK2, in case you're wondering. Yeah, WK2, that's not right. <laughs> So we had that with the Eco Diesel, and she had some all-terrain tires, maybe a size bigger than what came stock. And we used to, we pulled our, we have a small scamp trailer. It's a 13-foot fiberglass trailer made in Minnesota, and we pull that thing all over the place. Have you heard of a scamp? Yeah. You have? I, I want one. If you haven't heard of a scamp, look up what a scamp is. Yeah. You will instantly fall in love. <laughs> so ours is a 77 scamp, but it's fully rebuilt. But so anyway, we were going uh, last November, we were going out to um, Moab and then Southern Utah. And I just, we were out, we did do a lot of hiking. So we went out there, we had the Jeep. I knew we were going to probably do a little bit of off-roading, you know, gravel roads and this and that. But Courtney took us down. Take off-roading in like serious quotation marks. We were just going to drive down gravel roads. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's it. For sure. But she got us on this road called the Potash Road which I then found out was like Schaefer Canyon and near White Rim Trail. And it took, it was eight miles and it took us like six hours pulling the scamp behind going over all of this stuff. And we were pulling the trailer and we went by a, somewhere else. There's we went, a YouTube channel with you guys on and go, look at these idiots. Pull a camp. Yes, oh, but, yeah. but the way I judged whether or not we were, doing anything stupid was I just I looked at everyone's reaction when they drove by and most everyone was smiling so I'm like we must not be that stupid because everyone's smiling <laughs> we probably so, wasn't the first person but yeah try not you know and we just we kept going and uh we made it made it out of there we had a blast with it then we went into you then we went into Moab and I saw the jeeps and I'm just like dang we got to come back here and, and rent one of these things or something Courtney's always kind of had an affection for the Wrangler, always wanted one. But then we parked the scamp in Moab and I was just Googling some places to go drive around. And I, I found this trail called Fins and Things, which I'm sure most everyone is familiar mm -hmm. with. I had no idea. I'm like, oh, let's go take your Grand Cherokee down that trail. <laughs> we did. And it was 
wild. I wish we had that on video. Uh, we ran into some more people and they kept saying, that doesn't have lockers, right? I'm like, no. And they're like, well, you're not going to be able to make it past this obstacle or whatever. And for the most part, we did. But we did end up turning out early because we, again, got ourselves, we were alone. We did end up running into some people again. But we uh, we just kind of were like, well, we should probably get out of here. We got in a little over our head. But uh, that, that kind of started it all. And we I just kind of fell in love. I'm like, gosh, I need to get back out there and start doing this thing. And that Grand Cherokee started giving us some trouble and uh, with that eco diesel and so we got a toad from my work. Yeah. The Grand Cherokee died. A slow, painful death. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to test drive a Wrangler. Actually, we were in between like Toyota. It was a forerunner. Forerunner. Cue the boo segment yeah. or however you do that. Uh, and a Jeep Wrangler. And I've always wanted a Jeep Wrangler, not to off-road because I thought they looked cool and I wanted a convertible. Like if you ask me anything that is about the Jeep, what year my Jeep is, what size tires the Jeep has, I have no idea. But I can tell you that it looks sweet. That's about it. <laughs> so, I wanted a Jeep that looked sweet. And so we towed the Grand Cherokee to the Jeep dealership. And um, I wanted for the car that I drove while my Jeep was getting fixed, the Grand Cherokee, I wanted to test drive a Wrangler and we got in a couple of Jeeps that we had no business being in like money wise that was like trying on a wedding gown that you can't afford mm -hmm. and then you fall in love with it wedding and you're like that, or the wedding ring that you know so heavy you can't pick your hand up you're like, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I can't have this what am I doing sitting in it um and so I we almost didn't test drive it off the lot but I swear to god I looked in my rearview mirror of the Jeep Wrangler I was sitting in that I couldn't afford and it was like <laughs> and it was right there in my rearview mirror the Jeep I left with that I test drove and bought and left my Grand Cherokee in the dust <laughs> I, got, I got a funny short story I got a funny short story about going to the dealership with my wife she needed an oil change in her, her Jeep Grand Cherokee. She has a 2017. So we go there and um, I saw the guy had a really cool mask on and it had like the, the Jeep seven slots and the headlight type of thing. I'm like, where do you get that? He goes, oh, we sell them inside. So I'm like, oh, cool. As we're walking in, she goes, what's that? It was a brand new Jeep Grand Cherokee with the 707 horsepower. She goes, that's mm. cool. I drive that. I'm like, okay, it's a hundred grand bath. <laughs> My wife just could visualize, well, that's cool. I want one of those, but yeah, it's just a hundred grand. It's like, you can buy a house for that, but, or you can have a, you know, a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee that goes zero to 60 in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she has her eye on that. Uh, she has a good eye for the most expensive thing in the house. <laughs> Whatever's the most expensive, I want that. Yeah. So, so back to your story, you got your Jeep, you drive in there, see it, drove off the lot with it that day. I, see it, I drive off the lot with it. And I knew that we were meant to be Jeep Wrangler drivers when I was willing to give up automatic windows, automatic start. Like Water, I, heated, cooled. yeah, I got rid of my heated and cooled leather seating like I, I have to reach over the passenger seat and unroll my window, <laughs> and I chose to buy that. I knew it was it was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> so you got crank windows and everything, huh? Crank windows. It is sport. It is as base as it gets. It feels much. nostalgic. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for for my kid. I was telling you before, I'm, I'm going to look out for uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee for him. But I want a Laredo. I want, if it has AC and automatic transition and uh, yeah. the airbags and analog brakes, that's all I want. Because if yeah. it has crank windows, I'd be happy. Because that's, that's one thing that goes wrong in that WJs is the power windows. But okay. I can't find one with crank windows. So I'm probably going to have to deal with that, take a door apart, which... If you haven't taken apart your door yet in a Jeep Wrangler, you're not living. <laughs> so, right. It's a nice day today. So if you guys haven't done this in your Jeeps yet, get the doors off. Have you done that yet? We did it, yeah. Yes, and I was um, su surprised when I went to drive it and there were no mirrors. <laughs> yeah, you got to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, we figured that out shortly. But that, that started it all definitely um, because instantly I was on Marketplace and luckily enough, I found a guy that had taken all the Rubicon parts off 
of a um, JL and we went over, picked them up and we started modifying. And that, that really started the whole Wrangler craze. Yeah. Um, and definitely our intention was definitely to take that one, not on anything crazy, but just, um, you know, pull our scamp again or take our hiking packs and, and uh, tent out and just get out and be adventurous with it. But then, you know, searching marketplace for Jeep stuff, I ran across Whoops. the LJ. <laughs> it was too good to be true. And I was like, all right. And I went there and bought it instantly. And then I think actually it's been kind of a blessing in disguise because uh, it's definitely better, I think, to take that one off-roading than it is the new uh, jail. And some people might, you know, tell me I should get that other one off-road too. But it's nice to learn in something that I don't uh, – you know, that doesn't feel so nice and new. Well, I don't think if you put a pinstriping in a brand new JL, it would yeah. be, I would, I would be hurt. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you get this yeah, brand yeah. new vehicle with nice paint, but you have a, you know, 2005 and mine's an old one. I put yeah. new pinstripes on, I'm like, hey, memories. Exactly. exactly <laughs> I wish yeah. I could write on it. I got this pinstripe on this trail pulling out this guy <laughs> so exactly. my buddy Wade always reminds me he goes this pinstripes when I pulled you out I'm like how do you remember all those you know yeah. <laughs> so that's funny absolutely so we took a super stock Grand Cherokee down one of down that fins and things and then we get Thomas has this affinity to like if I have something cool he needs something cool and he always buys the same thing as me this happened when we had Ford escapes yeah. which are not that cool but whatever I bought it and I liked it and then Thomas bought one. So I bought a Jeep. And so then Thomas had to buy a Jeep. Yeah. Is that why and you have two dogs? Two dogs. I bought same. a dog and then he bought the same exact kind of dog. Yeah. I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing that keeps happening. Oh, that's a, similar taste. That's awesome. The same everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we recognize that even like moderately capable things can do cool stuff. So he gets this 2005, like sort of modified Jeep and people love watching it with no lockers. Like that is the number one comment that he gets in messages. Like it's really sweet to see something go somewhere without lockers on it. And we didn't know that was cool. Like we just were driving something around because we just learned how to Jeep this year. Yeah. I just learned how to drive a manual this year. So mm -hmm. it's been interesting. So yeah, it's so it's a it has a little bit of a lift, thirty uh, fives. Uh, I saw that you also have a rear bumper on. Does it have a winch too? You have a winch, right? Yeah, a winch. I didn't even know if there was really a winch under that cover though until about a week ago. So <laughs> I haven't used that yet. Learn how to use that. That's something you should take a day and because I actually just took mine after my trip. I have a synthetic line. Did you have a cable as a synthetic? It is a cable. Yeah, I want to get synthetic for sure, just to be a little more safe. Um, and I took mine out and all Jeepers would probably do this. And I washed it. I hosed it all out, um, got all the, the dirt out of the, the line and I let it dry out for a couple hours before I reeled it back up semi tight. And before I go out Jeeping again, I'll probably reel it back out and then put it back in real tight. I'll pull, I'll pull it up a hill uh, to get it in there real tight. So you should do that. It's just regular winch maintenance. And you have a stinger on there too. That's a pretty cool stinger. Oh yeah. That's for deer. <laughs> there are all my strips oh gosh yes yeah, so i see this stinger that came with it i'm guessing huh yes yeah everything that's on it you know i the only thing i've i've really added were just a couple uh of small things so far you know obviously the list of in the future is is endless but for right now i think we're just gonna keep it the way it is and uh well, and wheel with it recently didn't you add uh what do you call when you weld something broken oh yeah yeah we broke a uh we broke a lower control arm uh mount on the front and yeah i was driving along and i i i noticed that i was having to steer i was like really having to drive it i'm like what the heck and then i hit the brakes and it started diving left and i was like well that's really weird i'm like counter steering way right <laughs> and I couldn't like when I stopped it was it was so like it just kind of put itself back together and I didn't notice I'm like gosh maybe we bent something when we were uh you know off-roading on the rocks or something maybe bent one of those uh the drag link or the you know the tie rod or whatever and 
but I was just like, man, I, I just can't figure it out. And then I hit, I came in the driveway and we got a little bit of an upslope in the driveway and it, I felt it like, and heard it clunk. I'm like, well, there's definitely something wrong there. And, and I parked it on the hill with the parking brake. I actually pulled back enough so I could see it was completely separated. So I, I definitely had to get, I welded that back together. And So you're a welder guy? You can weld? Uh, I, I'm not, I want you know how they say, I wouldn't say I'm a welder. It, it, it's <laughs> held together. It doesn't look horrible and it's, you know, functional. So well, you I have listen, a, So you should listen to the episode. I talk about tools. Yeah. Uh, buddy, Wayne and I get back, we kind of go back and forth about tools. And at the very end, I said, if you have a welder, you're a mechanic. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So you're the guy that everybody wants to be friends with because you can, you can take a hot stick and put two pieces of metal back together. You're a rock yeah. star. And I grew up on a farm. Our dad could weld, you know, he was probably a meatball welder compared to a professional, but he welded farm equipment back together. And I oh. thought it was cool, but he never taught us how to do it. So I'm like, that's the one thing I wish he would have taught me how to do because I know I would have a welder in my garage if I knew yeah. how to use the dang thing. Yeah. So um, it's just, it's funny, but my buddy Wade has the welder. So we were talking about uh, the welder and our tool list. Do you have this? Do you need the, like the stuff you need and the stuff that somebody in your group should probably have? And if you yeah. have these things, you're, you're a rock star. And it was a lift and a welder. Those two things. Yeah. If you have those two things, you're probably a mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lift would be fantastic. I, I definitely don't have one of those, but uh, maybe someday down the line here. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that episode, you listen to me complain about how I could have bought a house that had a lift and a five-stall garage. Oh. And, and it was actually cheaper than the house I bought. So I'm kicking myself a lot. I just didn't know I could afford it yeah. house at the time. And I'm like, I really like my house now. It's, it's nice. But that place had a lift and a five-star garage and I would have been, yeah. I'd have been, I'd have been the guy that had all the tools because everybody just came to my house. And so I'm yeah. kicking myself a little bit. So whoever got that house in Minnetonka, congratulations. It's the house I really should have probably bought. <laughs> but, nice. um, so, so where are some of your favorite off-roading places to go around here? Where have you all been so far? You know, so we've been just, uh, you know, around here, the only place we've really gone is Gilbert and we were lucky enough to, um, get out there for a day when Courtney was up working in Hibbing. So we, uh, after she got off work, we went over there and hit the trails. Um, but, you know, I've been researching and a lot of people have been, you know, telling me, you know, nice enough to tell me some places I should get, get to. And uh, uh, is the one, I think Spider Lake is a, a section of trail they mentioned. I really, um, before, before the, the snow flies here, I really want to get up to the Mesabi Mountain Trail. Mm -hmm. go down that and put a video out on that i think that would be fantastic okay but uh you know we've we were just kind of we're travelers so you know right away we bought the i got the lj one week before we went on a three thousand mile trip we took it out west we took it to um, wyoming and montana i just i saw the morrison jeep trail and the switchbacks on youtube and i just said i got i have to do it and we did we went and <laughs> courtney and i went and took the Jeep down the Morrison Jeep trail and it was our first Jeep trip. So I thought that was a pretty good introduction to Jeeping. I think that's the one I have on my TV right now. Cause it popped yeah. out in the Morrison Jeep. I don't know if I went through that one and on a different one yet, but yeah, I'm watching you guys bounce around there. Yeah. When I, the oh. first video I watched was your Gilbert lower money talks. And the first thing I said was you need sliders. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think you said you ordered some, right? So going back, yeah. did you order yeah. some then? Yes, I did. I, I ended up ordering some because uh, when we left Gilbert, got back to the hotel, I noticed that my right or my passenger step was definitely pushed up into my rocker panel. And going back in the video, I definitely see where we did it. Uh, you know, you just, it smacked up. Luckily, if it, you watch the video, comment on what time you think we cracked. Yeah. The, the slider? No, no. What's that's it called? The, that's yeah, I don't even rocker. know. Yeah. It's a step. The so, step. Yeah. Yeah. So the step went up and pushed in the rocker. And luckily enough, it was the step that, you know, bent the rocker in. So it was a nice round, smooth, uh, smooth dent. It wasn't a rock that gouged it and made it a really gross uh, a break yeah. there. So the, you know, little tip while we're, while we're recording, what we did, you can do what you want to do, but what we did is we... Uh, scuffed up underneath where the slider goes and put a bed liner underneath the slider before we put it on. 
Yeah. Um, so we did, we did all that and just to kind of seal that all up. And when my buddy took his, my buddy Wade took his, his Rubicon sliders off that come on there, he had holes underneath it. So we had to fill on all those holes with just poor 15 all underneath there. And then Ryan aligned over the top of it and slapped the new sliders on. So it kind of covered up the old sins a little bit because he had some rod. I had no rod underneath mine at all. Uh, I had some, mine is an anniversary edition. So I had these Sahara plastic faux sliders on. (laughs) So it covered everything up. So I ripped all that off, threw those in the garbage, and then scuffed that up and did all the the paint work and everything. So just do that before you slap something else on. What brand did you go with for sliders? Um, so I went with the uh, Rockhard 4x4. I thought they had a good – I didn't really want to mess with the body bolts, and they don't uh, They don't make it all the way over to the body mounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but it's also – it's a really nice thick metal, and they have uh, good spacers. And, yeah, you just drill it. It comes with good hardware, and uh, it comes powder-coated already. That was one thing I didn't want to have to, you know, buy them in bare metal. Like a lot of companies come in bare metal and – then have to get it painted or powder coated. These ones just come that way. So I figured for, um, you know, for my budget and what they were, that it was, that they would work, you know, so. Yeah, it's always, I think I, I, I commented on somebody else's, if I could find a way to get steel not to rust after three years in Minnesota, I'd be a gazillionaire. Yes. <laughs> so that's why I suggested the, the aluminum ones. Yeah. If I had to do it over again, I would probably go aluminum then never yeah. have to worry about those things rusting. Uh, you could paint it and just retouch it up, but um, but I think steel, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I think they're going to be more durable if you're really going to hammer on them. You know, if you're going to hit yeah. a lot of rock, I'd rather have that, you know, whatever, a three-eighths. I don't know how thick they are. Thick. I think three-sixteenths is pretty standard. Yeah. You know, I went with mine of those barricades. I think I paid yeah. 186 for mine, and my buddy Wade did the same ones, and then my brother bought them. <laughs> he had to buy them, and then it only cost him – uh, more for the barricades that he bought because I think they're two and a quarter when he bought them. But then he had to do the torque boxes too. The torque okay. boxes are what your body mount bolts are hooked into because his Jeep was doing this. It was starting to sag. It was rusting in the, the torque boxes. So that okay. was a couple grand more to have somebody weld into torque boxes for them. So that's a common spot for rust is torque boxes, the frame, and the front fenders. And yeah. So you'll find out if you listen to us in my last podcast, you'll hear that I put MCE fenders and, and cut all the bad parts out and just put MCEs plastic. In other words, yeah. so just, a, just different things that if you have a Jeep long enough, a TJ long enough, you'll find all these things out. Some people have, the, they try to fix it by bondoing it all in and you know, whatever, covering up with a sticker. Um, but I wanted to kind of have a little more of a permanent, fix and that's what i went with if you end up going with the mcs the three inch is okay yeah but i would get the widest ones you can because minor yeah. three which is which is legal yeah. wink wink yeah. <laughs> maybe it's legal but the wider ones will give you more tire coverage and you wouldn't have water spraying up all the time so i'm kind of kicking myself but those i bought them i left them in the box for about six months then when i was going to do them i found out they were half the price what i paid Instead of being 400 bucks, they're down like $200 now. I'm like, gosh darn it. <laughs> Could have got them for half price. They're not too expensive. You do have to kind of get real creative with a jigsaw, but yeah, yeah. you can get, you can get it done. The install video because I definitely looked at those for sure. Yeah, they're nice. I like them, but uh, I would go with the wider ones. But so it's cool. You got. So you got some trails coming up and you're doing some more, I mean, you listed a bunch of trails you're going to try to record before the end of the year. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure that um, we have, so I really want to get up to that Masabi mountain trail um, before I even want to do that one here before um, Halloween, but Courtney and I also, we planned a trip uh, mid November. We're going to get down to the uh, Southern Missouri off-road ranch, uh, do some trails down there. And then we're also going, then our, final destination is hot springs arkansas for the hot springs uh off-road park okay so we're gonna you know get down there and try out some stuff uh just not too far south you know it's only we were looking at going back to utah and uh, northern arizona but it's like 24-hour drive and i want to take the lj and arkansas and missouri are only 10 hours so uh it just seemed a little more doable for us and so would you camp out there? Or are you going to pull the scamp with your LJ? 
Yeah, yeah, we're gonna pull the scamp with the LJ. So, yeah, yeah. And you did some rough camping. I saw on, on a couple of yours when you're out, I believe Wyoming. Um, yep. You had just rough camped it, right? Just under the stars, or do you have a tent? Yeah. Uh, we so we started out um, doing backpacking. Um, so we used to do backpacking trips, and as we've gotten older and fatter, uh, we've realized that we like um, to not walk all the time. <laughs> Driving the jeep to the really cool places and putting the tent up is awesome, and I get to utilize all of the um, backpacking uh, supplies that I already have at my disposal. So. Um, we moved from um, backpacking to the scamp and then Thomas, um, I don't know if we talked about this, owns a business, a camper um, conversion business, Van Van. So he does camper van conversions. So then we have camper vans and then, um, and then the Jeeps now. So, uh, so we do rough camping, no problem, or we camper van camp or we're camping in the scamp, mm -hmm. scamper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, we um, are like the Jeep aspect of it because when we were backpacking, we were eating um, freeze-dried macaroni and cheese. And now that we've got the Jeep, we can bring a uh, gas stove with and some real food and steak and yeah. like lettuce and yeah. yeah. We we tried to mix it. Uh, so the Morrison Jeep Trail, I packed a just one of our backpacking bags and had all of our stuff in that. So the tent, we had uh, just the basic gear. So we would drive the Jeep. Um, on our way out there, we actually stopped in uh, the Black Hills. So we stopped at Camp 5. Uh, I think it was, I think that was actually an off-road park there uh, in the Black Hills. And they had some, that was like our first, first trail with the Jeep. And that was scary to me. Now, I mean, it seems very simple from some of the things we've done, but holy cow, was that I would recommend that's a great place to go just to, to do some good wheeling. But um, you talk about when you first start jeeping. My first time I went was a uh, a winter trip, and I was clenching my teeth so much. I had a headache. My jaw hurt by the end of the day, and I was so nervous. Yeah. And I was worried about wrecking the jeep, rolling the jeep, whatever. And yeah. now I can go on the same trail. I'll be like in second gear, just like looking out the window, changing a radio station, you know. But first, yeah. I was like, my brother, he was with me one time. He goes, I don't want to ride with you. You're, you're too nervous. And this is before he bought either of his Jeeps. I, I, I'm like, I get nervous sometimes. Even in, even in our last Gilbert trip, I was so nervous. I'm like, why am I nervous? This is just relax. This is yeah. after my buddy already rolled the, the Jeep, by the way. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm like, I just need to relax. It's no big deal. And yeah. um, so I kind of, and you guys are going through that too, where you're, you look at a trail like, oh, this is really hard. And after like 10 minutes, like, well, you go through the second time, it's easy. You know, it's no yeah. problem. But I remember just hurting in my jaw. And then when I got home, I just passed out. I was so tired because I was so nervous all day. Now I'm like, I'm hype after I'm done riding. Like, oh, that was awesome, you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we see that all the time. Even at Gilbert, we the very first spot we drove in, there was a big rock garden to the left. And there was uh, just kind of a trail you had to test, uh, like, breakover angle on. And I was looked at the rocks. I'm like, oh, no, we're not driving over that. Mm -hmm. And then when we drove out, we drove right by that same spot. And I looked at it and was like, well, those rocks are small. <laughs> <laughs> like, I should have taken that line, I guess. I even think that on video, too, like, we, I am dying going over this rock pile. And we re-watch we re it. And I'm like, that looks so small. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like I, you even said it too, like the hills do not show up on the camera at all. Because the hill will be like this. I mean, the yeah. one my buddy rolled his Jeep on, I mean, it was steep, you know. Yeah. And yeah. he just barely, because he was, he, he told me, he goes, we can talk about it. He was in too high. He forgot to put low range. So he tries to put it on low range real quick, and it rolled back, flopped over. Because yeah. the hill is so steep. And I went yeah. up it, and I'm like, this is steep. This, and it was the steepest one there, I think but uh the video does not do it justice no. you know i showed you the pictures i sent a bunch of them to you you can yeah. see it. i'm like five feet from my brother and he's like i'm looking he's looking at my feet because yeah. you know he took a picture but um it's it's once you get out there but then you get more used to it and going through like you guys are going through lower money talks i started getting used to it while i was there i just kept it in first gears kept moving i'm crawling over rocks that's how i got so far ahead of my friends they kept on stopping and help each other out I'm like I'll just putt through it and get through it. And I try yeah. not to 
I try not to touch the accelerator. I just try to keep it idling, going through yeah. that stuff. Just leave, don't touch the clutch. Because as soon as you touch the clutch, you lose all your momentum. So I just idle through there, keep the R's like right at, you know, 1,200, just putt, 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 putt. So I was, I was having yeah. fun after a while. I was like, oh, I was relaxed until I hit that deep water hole that you guys missed. You guys went the upper bra. We were talking about yeah. that before recording. Yeah, we got lucky and had some uh, guides with us that, that will go to the right. The other way is really deep. I'm probably kicking, I'm kicking myself right now. So I'm going to talk to you a bit more about your channel, but do you guys use any sort of tracking device like on it or Polaris trail command you guys use anything where you track where yeah. you've been yeah for sure we um we started out using the Gaia GPS uh that was really good out west I found it around here it hasn't been so good for the off-road trails but so then I kind of transitioned to the Onyx off-road that's the one I was just going to ask you about if you try yeah. it out you've used it. yeah and I, I've noticed that one around the area like that had Gilbert trails in it um you know, it, it didn't, it doesn't have, there was a couple other ones I was looking at it didn't have, but it, that one around here was, it was quite a bit more uh, useful for us, but out West, the Gaia was really, really good. Got us to a couple of really cool places. So, you know, this is something we can talk about a little bit afterwards, but maybe sharing this at the interview videos or sharing it on where you've been. So people can say, Oh, I can go on that trail. You know, I think yeah. that I mentioned before we started recording, he does that for his Patreons and stuff, but, uh, but you guys can do that. That way people can find out okay, yeah. where, where is this trailer talking about? And so, yeah, that is definitely, so one of our, one of, yeah, that, I mean, our channel, I want to absolutely like motivate people to get out and do this. So, you know, if that's showing them where these trails are and whatever, yeah, absolutely. Definitely something we would do. So probably should ask you this. What's the name of the channel? <laughs> the name of our channel is Olex Overlanding. So Not true. Olex Adventures. Sorry. That's not. We have a, we have an Instagram that's Olex Overlanding. <laughs> oh my goodness. We have a lot of stuff. Yes. Uh, Let's ask her. She knows more about what you're talking about. Conversion <laughs> Band Company is named Van Van Overland. Yes. And our YouTube channel is Olex Adventures. Adventures. Um, yes, Olex Adventures. <laughs> How do you spell that for us, for our, our fans here, so we can see it? <laughs> yeah, O-L-E-K-S. Okay. Adventures. Okay. That's what I thought, because you said Olex Overland. I'm like, that's not the one I'm watching. <laughs> well, that's not the one you're watching. Sorry. No, we have, you know, we just, we have uh, quite a few different media outlets. Yeah. The van van, we have, you know, Instagram and then the YouTube stuff. So, so um, what was the other one I was in? Oh, now people might not know this. Like I, when I got out with you guys, I said, I try to do this with minimal editing just because it's an easy transition for me. So later on tonight I could kick this out so people can listen to it. But yeah. What's the editing? Like who does the editing in the house between you guys? You guys do it together or? Oh, so, um, this is his baby. <laughs> uh, I just participate in the videos because he makes me, and uh, he does the editing. So I um, will send him any videos that I have on my phone. Like I had mentioned earlier, I uh, am a content um, uh, order. Order, yeah. Uh, and I've always had lots and lots of stuff on my phone, and he decided he wanted to do something with it. So Thomas is definitely the editor of all of the videos. I just so happen to be around while he's making them. Okay. Okay. Cool. I thought for sure you were the editor, Courtney. I was. That's what I was trying to. I was trying to give you a softball pitch and break yourself up, but apparently <laughs> you just turned it over to Thomas. So Thomas, how long does it take to, after you have the content, kind of put things together? You know, it definitely. I've probably watched each video 500 times by the time you're, you know, by the time you're done editing it. So it, it definitely does take, you know, cause you want to, you want to keep people engaged. You don't want to have big long drag on, you know, and when you're jeeping, you know, there's obviously a lot of times where the videos can, you know, each segment can get very long, you know, taking three or four runs at something or just talking over a line or doing whatever. So there's a lot of cutting. I'm a really excellent Monday morning quarterbacker where after he posts it, I'll be like, oh, that probably was too long there. <laughs> I'm like a music transition. Did you live with the guy? For, so it's always like I'm like right now watching Trail Recon guy, and he, he does a really good job. He's retired, okay? So if you guys don't know this, Trail Recon, he has three, four Jeeps. He has a Gladiator. They're always overlapping. 
and he's out of San Diego trail recon. Yeah. So look yeah. him up. Um, he's a retired Navy guy. So this is his full-time gig. Okay. Yeah. So he has really good videos and does a really good job of things, but this is kind of what he does now. And yeah. uh, so we should appreciate when someone like you guys are doing this on your own time and kind of getting going yeah. and doing this and, and put it yeah. together. Uh, so that's one of the reasons I want to have you out because I'm kind of encouraging you to keep going and I want to meet yeah, you guys sure. sometime on a trail. Definitely want to do that mm -hmm. uh, because it's hard. Like even doing a podcast, it's, it's hard to come up with a topic each week and bring it all together and bring the guest in, get it all scheduled. And uh, I'll be in here tonight off and on while it's down, uploading to the thing. So to our listeners and people watching, it takes a little time. So give it a like you know, and give it a yeah. comment, you know, and so I'm trying to invite you, the people who are listening now to go to your Olex adventures. And I'll, I'll probably link, uh, in the show notes, I'll link. And when I post it to my Facebook page, your, the Gilbert trip that we're talking mostly about today. Yeah, for sure. So that way people can just kind of click through and I always put the, the Android thing on there too. Cause like 5% of people have an Android phone and everybody else has an iPhone, but mm -hmm. I'll uh, put the, I put both those on there. So people just make one click and get there. So take a look on the fate my facebook page and whoever's listening if you guys want to get a hot link right to where i'm talking about uh but yeah so it's you take the dogs with you too that, that works out for you yeah. yeah um so we've got two shelties one um girl one boy weston and willow and they come with us everywhere uh yeah. and i thought they would hate it because it's bumpy and there's not like little handrails they can hold on to they're just like kind of in the back jamming <laughs> with all the bumps but they actually love it we take yeah. the top off they sniff everything and then people drive by especially people with their kids in their um like side by sides and the kids are always like mom dad and like pointing at the dogs in the back of our jeep <laughs> and dogs are a good conversation starter for anybody <laughs> oh yeah yeah they love it and the dogs love it and um i found that they um when we were in doing the Morrison Jeep trail. Yeah. I wanted them to be able to walk too, because just riding in the Jeep sometimes, if you're a passenger on off-roading, overlanding, I mean, you know, it's a, it's bumpy. It's a I've lot easier a, to drive I've never been a passenger, I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> I've always been a driver. <laughs> it's not, yeah. it's okay. It's not my favorite. I would rather walk and spot than I would just like be put in the car to be like a, uh, yeah bouncy you're just bounced around a lot yeah and so that's how i felt the dogs were um getting like they were starting to not like it so i um let them out and they followed the jeep like it was thomas like they just followed right behind it all the way down they were little trail dogs they followed all the way up the trail and then they would turn around if they got in front and they'd stop and they'd wait for the trail to or the for the jeep to get over the big rocks and then they'd wait on the side of the trail and the jeep would go by and they'd follow the jeep it was yeah. uh, one of them where you were driving, Courtney, and then Thomas had to pick up the dog and get it out of the way. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, you go from here. Get on the trail and stay over there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, they, they do great. They're, they're very good dogs, and they've been with us now. They're eight and nine years old, and they've been with us since we started hiking and everything. So they're true trail dogs. They love it. And, you know, I think part a great part of the Jeep stuff, too, is like Courtney said, when we're out, you got one person out spotting with the dogs walking, you're getting some good exercise. And then one jumps in and starts driving, the other one can get out, walk and do some spotting. So it, it really works out well for us. We just, I mean, really enjoy kind of how it allows us to do more than one thing at, at once, basically. Yeah, so I would also love to invite you guys up to uh, the Border Border Trail when that gets completed too. If you guys haven't done any research on that, uh, check that out. You can well, listen. I, I, a little bit, but not much. It's kind of been, it's getting put through kind of thing but current situation you know it's yeah. kind of getting pushed back just a bit so it's yeah. always kind of a that's not in the works right now but there's it's there you just got to figure it out so we'll link up on that down the road but yeah. uh for now you got you guys got a lot of adventures so it's olix adventures of the youtube channel it'll be on the link on my facebook page uh for you guys so you they can find you can find your deals they're just getting started so there's gonna be more videos to come yeah. Um, hopefully we'll have a video on getting those sliders on before you guys will. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing I, I want <laughs> some help with too, you know, like content wise, what people want to see, because you know, if you can, you search YouTube for something, you're going to see five, 10 videos on that topic. Yeah. You know, uh, I definitely, you know, am a wrench and I wrench on it. And you know, if 
people want to see some more of that, just, you know, the average Joe working on their vehicle, you know, under it, um, you know, and just the upgrades, you know, I, I was right now, it's just the adventure stuff, but I mean, you know how much work goes into a Jeep before you even go on to a, a trail ride and, and whatnot. So there's definitely more, uh, uh, possibilities for topics, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, like with our area, there's not, like if you look at, you know, I was, this one example I was looking at was, uh, the, um, badge of honor trails for jeeps mm-hmm. if you look at that it's east coast it goes southern and then it's west coast there's nothing in the midwest for uh for like badge of honor jeep trails and not not that we need them here but it, it just feels like we're just a little behind all the other places and uh places to to ride so it'd be cool if we can you know even advocate for more of that around the area you know yeah that's well if you go back and listen to a few of my episodes i talk they talk about the houston trail uh, that's down south there's some other trails out there that are a little more private land stuff so yeah. um listen to my channel a little bit you guys i'm talking to you guys and everybody else because i kind of try to break that all down where they're at yeah and, uh, i've talked to people in eastern wisconsin i've talked to people in south dakota colorado yeah. so i'm trying to kind of find that but i love to have more things around here badge of honor and you know there is a hit list uh, of trails in Minnesota. I know there's a shirt that I have from Zeus Off Road that has all the trails listed on it. It's, oh, yeah. It's kind of cool. It's upstairs. Um, a trail I bought from Chad, or a shirt I bought from Chad. So, so there's, there is a hit list you can get to. There's more trails coming. It's just, uh, you know, there's, there's the communities there. It's just slowly coming together. So yeah. we're, I'm trying to really advocate it. Obviously, you're doing it too by just having a channel. So I'm just encouraging yeah. you to keep going with it. Yeah, uh, encourage our listeners to go check it out, uh, check out his channel, and uh, yeah, we love to see off-roaders out there doing their thing. So, mm-hmm. thanks again, guys, for being on uh, yeah. and being part of the channel. We'll talk again soon uh, about what you all are up to. Okay, absolutely. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Hey gang, thanks for listening to the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast brought to you by Motors and Motor Jeeps in Brainerd, Minnesota. Go online and check them out.